Rebecca. And Lily. And you're listening to... Just Gooey Things. Hey, Boo Things, and welcome back to Just Ghouly Things, the quarantine spooky story special, episode 78. And we are your beautiful hosts, Rebecca and Lily. Hey. So, it's so funny. I need, I want to tell you this. So, I am kind of falling off the wagon with my dieting and, like, how I normally was before quarantine. So, now that things are kind of starting to open up here in Jersey, I'm like, all right, well, now I need to kind of get my life back together because I wear the same clothes. Like, now it's going to be weird remembering how to dress myself in different clothes every day since I'm so used to wearing the same yeah, pants right. and shirt. Um, I'm going to have to do my makeup, which, like, like having like I now have to, like, practice how to do everything again. Like, I've completely, like, was what's the word? Like, di- digressed, regressed? I don't know the right word. Um, but I definitely, like, have to kind of practice and reteach myself so many normal things yeah. that I'm no longer used to. And so I remember before quarantine, my boss who, uh, you know, at the place I work, uh, he said he was doing like this 28 day, or 21 day cleanse with his wife. Okay. And the reason why he found this cleanse and that he knew it was going to work was because his his wife's like some head up in some big branding company. And so her company always flies her out first class wherever she goes. She gets a car service to the city every morning. I mean like Oh wow. She's, she's the moneymaker. Like she's the bad bitch. Yeah. And so Good one, for her. Right? So one flight, <laughs> she was coming I think back from China cuz like she goes to meetings a lot in China, well before all this happened. Yeah. And one of the flights back she was, like, eating something, or she had some sort of perfume on. I don't remember what it was. But a girl tapped her from behind, and she turned around to see who was tapping her. And it was fucking Naomi Campbell. No. Naomi Campbell tapped her on like the, the, on her shoulder and was like, hey, like, I'm sorry. Like, what flavor or what scent is that? And so they started talking. And then somehow Naomi Campbell and her started talking about cleanses that Naomi does. So, obviously, for those that don't know who Naomi Campbell is, she's, like, a major supermodel, like, one of the OGs. So, obviously, her body's always rocking. So, I guess, you know, my boss's wife asked her, like, so, like, what cleanse do you use? And she's, like, oh, like, do you want me just to text you the link to, like, what I buy? And she was, like, uh, yeah. Oh, my God, that's so cool. (laughs) I want a text from Naomi Campbell. Right? So, (laughs) I remember about, you know, Ian telling me this story. So, I texted him, yes, last night at, like, 10 o'clock at night, just, you know, normal things to text your boss late at night. And I go, hey, do you happen to have that crazy diet that Naomi Campbell gave your wife? Like, and then (laughs) as soon as I sent it, I was like, I told Mike, I'm like, listen to this text message I just sent my boss. Like, this is a real (laughs) conversation. Like, just casually just asking for Naomi Campbell's diet and cleanse that she uses. And, I mean, it's a fucking expensive-ass cleanse, so my ass isn't buying it. But it's good to know about. Um, but, yeah, I, I just found it so funny. I'm like, wow. Like, I am nowhere near, like, this elite social circle, but I felt so cool asking this question. Like, I felt like I was this <laughs> shit. I was like, let me just hop on my jet tomorrow and go, um get my delivery of cleansing products you know yeah Um, right exactly well it's the six degrees of separation it's i yeah so i just saw that and i thought it was a funny story so it may not be funny to you guys but it was like a more like oh you had to be there thing maybe i don't know (laughs) 
It's pretty great. I just thought it was funny because what are the odds that you're on a flight and then Naomi Campbell taps your back and asks you what product you're using or what you're eating or what you smell like? Like, that's fucking unreal. I would never come down from that. My ego would be inflated for forever. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, for sure. Like, catch me in 2030 still bragging about it. (laughs) Same. All right, guys. So back to why we're actually here on the podcast, Just Ghouly Things. I read five scary stories. Lily reads five scary stories. You get scared. You laugh. You cry. You become confused. Like Lily and I always are. follow us on Instagram at Just Ghouly Things Podcast. Great plug. Love it. And, um, yeah, Lily, you ready to get started? I am so ready to get started. All right. Start us hot, Lily. All right. This one is called Very Odd and Unexplained Coincidences. What is the universe trying to tell me? I recently broke up with my ex after dating for three years. He was a pretty okay guy, but he gave me hell towards the end, and suddenly he had toxic and red flags written all over him. Even though we lived within five miles of each other, I never randomly would run into him or see his car. Lately, I've been seeing his car everywhere. I don't mean the model and color, but like his vehicle, the car he owns. One day I was at work sitting in my car in the parking lot. I work off a busy main road and just so happened to look up and there it was. He was driving and was stopped at a light. I knew it was him because of his recognizable car stickers and details. I didn't think much of it until I was driving to get groceries and passed his car again at a light. It happened a third time and I don't know what to think of it. What are the odds that we happen to be at the same place at the same time and cross each other for just the slightest second where I happen to be looking at in the right direction. I live in a decent-sized town, too. Small coincidences or a sign? It kind of creeps me out in an eerie type of way. The end. I mean, definitely... I mean, you can't count out that it's a coincidence. Yeah. Because it's a possibility. But... But, it, but she never saw... But it could be that she just never noticed his car because he wasn't as much on her mind. Uh-huh. That is interesting, though, because, like, now I'm looking for cars, and there are certain cars that every time I get introduced to it, now all of a sudden I can't stop seeing these certain car models all over the road. I'm like, because I'm looking at, like, um, I'm looking at Mazdas, uh, I think it's called the CX-5. I'm looking at, my favorite one right now is the Jeep Cherokee. Okay. So everyone and their mother now has a Jeep Cherokee. (laughs) And I'm just seeing it everywhere I go. So I think it definitely has something to do with, like, scientifically speaking, like, the mind and the psychology of it. And once it's in your head, you just start to notice things, which is so freaky to me still. Yeah. Like, how we can kind of, like, manifest these thoughts, and then things start to appear that one, one way we never used to be able to see. Science can be really spooky kooky ooky, even when it's the explanation for something that's spooky kooky ooky. So you know what true. I'm saying? So true. So true. Yeah, so I, I don't know what the universe is trying to tell this person, but it's 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 creepy. But you can definitely leave the universe a voicemail and see if they get back to us. They're kind of like backed <laughs> up right now, but um yeah. Hey universe, me again. Sorry to bother you. Hey, it's just one of your humans here on Earth. I know I know we're getting a little crazy. I know we're fucking up left and right, but uh if you can call us back, we'd like your help. <laughs> okay. My next story is titled Any Explanations. 
So a few years ago, I'm on my way back home from work, and I get a call from my wife. I work the night shift, so it was between 3 and 4 a.m. that she called me. She was in a panic because something she and my daughter, who was probably 7 or 8 at the time, was seen. Hmm. So apparently, my daughter had gone into our bedroom and crawled into bed with my wife, which wasn't uncommon. However, when she did this, they both were awake for a short while, and during this time, they both saw and heard the same thing. A bright white light flashed in the hallway with an accompanying pop sound. And then the brightness of the light slowly traveled down the hall toward the bedroom they were in. My wife compared it to someone carrying a giant spotlight and walking toward the bedroom. Once the light got near the bedroom, it faded away, and there were no more sounds or happenings. This is when she called me. When I got home, my first suspicion was that a light bulb had somehow blown, causing the effect. However, all the bulbs in every room of the house were functioning as normal. The door was still locked, and there was no intruder. The next day, both my wife and daughter again explained what happened, agreeing about what they saw had been the same thing. Nothing like that ever happened again, and my wife doesn't like when I bring it up now, but I've always wondered what could have possibly happened that night. I know this isn't exactly the most terrifying story, but it is true, and I would be interested in hearing if anyone else has experienced something like this. The end. So they saw, like, basically just, like, a white orb kind of yeah. pop out of nowhere? And they heard a popping sound. Huh. So it I've def- never heard anything like that before. Yeah. So it's definitely... Uh, like, I mean, a lot of people on this post were saying that it could have been ball lightning, which is like electricity can travel and build up into a ball and then explode when that and when it dissipates. But one thing that they did mention was that it is weird that it formed in the house because that's very uncommon. Usually it's something yeah. that happens outside. Um, so I'm thinking it's just a very strong energy force yeah. of some kind. That's what I'm kind of feeling with this, too. Yeah. Like, I think this is, like, the perfect example of how science and the paranormal can be hand-in-hand. Hand, and that you yeah. can believe in science, but you can also believe in the paranormal. Because it definitely is some sort of energy. But is it... But I do think there's some connection to the spirit world with this energy as well. Yeah, I think there's... I feel like it's a double whammy, if you will. Yeah, for sure. All right, Lily. And also think about it. It happened from 3 to 4 a.m. Like, that's like the witching hour. So that seems a little more than a coincidence That's automatically suspicious. Yeah. Okay. Doors slam and song starts playing unexplainably. My sister recently bought her first house and just moved in exactly a year ago. It's a standard cookie cutter, probably built in the 1970s. Within the time she's lived there, she's mentioned that the lights in her room turn on and off for no reason. She says this happens at any time of the day, but mostly at night. Today, she was at work, and her boyfriend came home to an empty house after running some errands. He noticed the refrigerator was spewing out water. It was leaking from the pipes in the back. It startled him a little. Shortly after, a few doors slammed shut, front laundry room, and even one in the closet. As soon as the doors shut, a song started playing from the phone in his pocket via the app Spotify. The song was Goddamn Liar by Dirty Heads. He claims he never uses Spotify, only Apple Music. He also claims that he doesn't like the song whatsoever. <laughs> this part of the story I found odd because how or why would his phone randomly play that song, especially since he doesn't even use Spotify? Also, if you look up to the lyrics to the song, they aren't very positive. Is it a message from something paranormal, or am I thinking about it too much? The end. What's the name of the song again? 
Goddamn Liar. Oh, uh, okay. Goddamn Liar lyrics. Let's see. And this is the Dirty Heads song? Okay. Yeah. Let's see. Lady, 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 let me show you how it's supposed to be. Every lie you tell another bead upon your rosary. Baby, 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 count your sins before you go to sleep. You may not be praying, but I know you've been down on your knees. Oh, oh okay. Um, oh, okay. This person's hurt. This person's hurt. Maybe it was a ghost saying no one's going to believe you, you goddamn liar. Ooh. Ooh, or this, or this ghost is still salty about a relationship that done him wrong. Because this is what I'm getting from it. Uh, yeah, this is a, and yeah, this is definitely not a song that I would associate a good spirit with, or a happy spirit, a positive spirit. Um, yeah, and I mean, as far as like the refrigerator spewing water goes, my refrigerator our water pipe freezes all the time so I don't see anything suspicious in that it's the unexplained door slamming that gets me yeah Yeah. definitely especially if they're not noting any sort of like wind that day or any sort of precipitation that or anything that could have you know resulted in the movement of that door yeah okay my next story is titled something tried to possess me I want to share something what happened to me a little over a year ago. I was kind of getting into some meditation stuff, and during my meditations, I was experiencing some odd feelings. Something inside was telling me that I'm not really alone in here, but usually I brushed it off as me imagining things. One day during meditation, I decided to dare whatever there was to reveal itself or maybe even take over my body. Kind of stupid, I know. <laughs> I, I was, I, I mean, I was going to say it anyway, but... Mm. Took the words right out of my mm-hmm. mouth. I guess this was I guess this was my way of proving that I was really alone in the room. After a few moments I opened my eyes and as I suspected nothing really happened. Now to the experience. A few weeks later I remember waking up in the middle of the night. I was still half asleep, kind of like when you wake up to pee, but I could tell something wasn't quite right. My whole body was shaking, though I, it was not from being cold or anything. I don't know how I should I describe the sensation I was feeling? This may sound weird, but it felt like my body tried to move on its own, to which I was somehow instinctively resisting. It felt like I can half I was half an hour in this state, but it was probably no more than three minutes. During this time, I can remember some kind of pressure rising with each passing moment. It felt like something was trying to crush me from the inside. I remember muttering a sentence, this body is mine. There was, a short, there was a short pause between each word. I almost immediately after the words were spoken, uh, my body fell limp and the pressure was gone. I was no longer shaking and I almost immediately fell back to sleep. I can't really shake this off. I don't think it was sleep paralysis since I haven't experienced it in my life. I'm not really sure what to make of this experience. A skeptic inside me is telling me that it's nothing, and another part of me believes that something was trying to take control over my body. I want to ask if anyone experienced something similar. Is it me imagining things? I have no idea what to make of this. The end. Wow. So I imagine that this was something maybe trying to take this person kind of out for a spin and see what it would be like to possess them. If they like, if this person wasn't strong enough in their body yeah. to fight something like this. So, yeah. I mean, it's a good thing to find out that this person is strong enough. 
but um congratulations <laughs> yeah um but i wouldn't want to find out that way um some people say like i i am a strong believer in yoga and meditation but some people think it's bad news because they see it as like you're emptying emptying your mind of all things and like you're pretty much opening doors for spirits to come and take like whatever like take over like you or you know the people that are practicing with you okay um but i mean i think that it's a good stress reliever i do think that like while it does clear your mind it helps kind of open you up to other perspectives and things that maybe you wouldn't have thought of that you were closed off to previously. Uh, but I think it, it could also be actual projecting that this person was going through um, because essentially your body starts to vibrate, which is what this person experienced. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know. But this person also noted that it felt more than just like a vibration of the body. This person felt like it was an invasion so this leads me to believe that there was some sort of possession going on. And I think that it wasn't even, it had nothing to do necessarily with the meditation and yoga. It seems like it was because they literally invited them to reveal itself and to even yeah. take over their body. Like, they, like this was literally an invitation on a nice paper, on a beautiful paper craft card. <laughs> RSVP, yes or no. You know, <laughs> let us know what hors d'oeuvre you're going to be picking like, what's your entree? What's your dessert? Like, you literally just laid it out there for any sort of spirit to come take over. Well so, said. What is your take on this? No, I think that when you invite something in, if, you know, there's something around, they are going to take that opportunity. It's like that awkward thing, like, when like when you're talking to someone, you're like, oh, like, yeah, we should totally hang out. And then, like, yo, do you, like, do you want to come over and, like, grab a drink or do you want to, like, do this? And you're just saying it just to be nice. And then the person's like, oh, yeah, I'm down to do that. And you're like, fuck, I actually didn't want to do anything. I was just, like, saying that openly <laughs> to be nice to you. And then you have to actually go through with the plans. That was kind that of... That has gotten of... <laughs> me into so much shit. <laughs> Same. I'm getting war flashbacks right now. Same. Oh, the struggles of being nice people. I know I hate being a nice person. Me Sometimes I just want to be mean. I want to be like, yeah, you're too stupid for me to hang out with. I have to go home. You know what me I mean? Like, I just want to be too. able to say that. <laughs> but I can't. Fuck my nice genetics. Yeah, right? Fuck my good parents that raised me well. <laughs> Same. Oh, God. All right, Lily, what's your next story? Okay. My next story is called an old farmhouse haunting. I used to live in an old farmhouse made in 1853. It had several ghosts. However, I only met two. This happened a long time ago, but I can't remember it very well, but I know it happened. So I was four to five years old and I didn't know the house was haunted. My dad and I were home alone. Uh, sorry, I lost my place because I got a notification. Damn it, people, we're recording. I know, don't they know? My dad and I were home alone when my mom and brother went to a doctor's appointment. Then we suddenly heard a little girl's voice, not mine, coming from the basement saying, come here, Copper. Copper was the name of our dog at the time. She said it one more time, and then we never heard her again. She wasn't the only ghost there, too. When, uh... When I was about the same age, I had an imaginary friend named Vanessa, who was a little girl that was wearing old-fashioned clothes. 
As I got older and dressed with the fashions, she stopped visiting. As you might be able to guess, when I got older, my mom told me that people had died in the house. One of them was a girl named Vanessa who had died when she was five years old. So that's my story, and I have more, but that's for another day. Good night, and don't forget, ghosts are real. <laughs> yes, they are. Yes, they are. So this definitely, I can't help but think it has to be this five-year-old girl that passed away. Right, and and she's an intelligent haunting too because she knows the dog's name. Mm-hmm. Right, she knows how to interact with the dog. I wonder how the dog reacted to being called by someone who wasn't there. But the dog probably is able to see the little girl's spirit, right? Oh, true. Yeah, because dogs can tell. Yeah, he might have been able to see her. But yeah. still, I wonder how the dog reacted because dogs usually don't react well to ghosts. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Especially if it's not like a spirit that they're familiar with. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. That's interesting. But hopefully the dog was a good boy and let the little girl pet him. Because she probably just wanted attention. Probably loved dogs when she was alive. And just wanted to play around. Yeah. As That's what as- I would take away from it. Is This is a little girl who just kind of wants to make her presence known. But then again... This author did say there were more stories, so who knows what the other stories entail. Yeah, as long as this little girl was actually... And not that I'm saying I want the little girl that passed away to be, like, still lingering the earth. But if she's, if, if it's going to be a little kid in that house, hopefully it's not just, like, a demon pretending to be that child. It's actually the child itself. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. My next story is titled... I heard something in my car, and then in my living room, something grabbed me. So, some background. This happened my sophomore year of university. I had a nasty sexual assault case going on at my university, and my anxiety went through the roof. Um, The medication I was on wasn't helping my anxiety, but it was worsening my depression. Every time I went to the doctor, they upped my dosage. I got to the point that I didn't feel anything or care, and I had a moment a bit before Christmas where I took myself off the medication. I only mention this because my medication was a side effect, um, had a side effect that there was uh, hallucinations. My doctor said that the only side effect was weight gain. I lost weight, by the way, but that was on the bottle. I, I don't think I had any symptoms besides the worsening of my depression, but it's hard to tell. Five days after I took myself off the medication, I was in the car. It was dark, not because it was late, but because winter is dark here by 6 or 7. I think it was around 8. My mom ran ran into Sam's Club for something fast, and I stayed with the service dog in the car. The service puppy, his name was Keon, was fearless. Literally nothing scared him, even if it should. What a good boy. Anyway. The best boy. The bestest of boys. But while I was in the car, I got this bad feeling. Then Keon, who I had never heard cry before or after this event, began whining. Then there was a scratching on the floorboard. Keon was in a fabric kennel in the back when there wasn't a floorboard to scratch. Then I got this feeling that something was behind me. I kind of sat there and actively did not look behind me. After about 30 seconds later, the feeling went away, the scratching stopped, and Keon stopped crying. I was confused, but a moment later, the car unlocked and my mother got in. She was and still is a devout Christian. I assumed it was something about that. Or I was crazy. Probably crazy. That's why I checked the anxiety meds bottle. I was five five days off the meds, but I figured I still might have effects or something. So now, two months later, I was sleeping in my living room. My cat was on my lap. We sleep together every night. And I was dozing to YouTube videos. Same. 
It was probably around 2 a.m. Then I got that same feeling that something was there. I was beyond scared and my chest was really tight. My cat woke up out of a dead sleep and ran upstairs. He paced to the top, waited for me, but I was too scared to get up. There was a light next to me, but I would have had to stand up to get it. It took me a minute to calm down enough, but I turned on the light. Nothing there. After a half hour, I convinced myself I was being paranoid. I turned off the light and went to sleep. I got a bad feeling again later, no idea what time, and woke up, but only partly. I couldn't get comfortable. I was anxious, exhausted, and I kept feeling my foot going off the ledge no matter how often I tried to stop it. I tucked my feet up at one point, but it felt like a hand grabbed my foot. If I were more awake, I would have panicked, but instead, I just tucked my foot back up. After a couple of minutes, I turned the light on. Soon enough, the feeling died down. I turned off the light and went to sleep. I was going to put it down to a dream or nightmare. I used to get them constantly, but in the morning, I noticed my foot was red, and there were bruises where the, th- where the thumb and some of the fingers would have been if I had been grabbed. Oh, I tried no. it against my hand, but it was way bigger than my hand. I had oh, pretty shit. small hands. Freaked me out pretty bad. My, hoot, my, hoot, my foot healed in a couple days, and the feeling never returned. Weird. The end. Okay, so, uh, wow. Yeah. This sounds demonic or something evil. <laughs> I like your song. I had, to, I had to spice it up somehow with some sort of cheery tone because this is a dark-ass story. It really is. And, I mean, imagine you, I don't know. Imagine you're, I mean, and being off your meds is hard enough. Imagine being haunted by a demon on top of all that. It's, it's, and it's one thing, too. I would think that maybe there were some hallucinations, and especially if it was in the middle of the night, maybe this person forgot that she, like, he or she was grabbing their foot in a certain way, and that's what was leaving the bruise. But... But when the you, handprint didn't match. Exactly. Exactly. That's what's ah, getting me. Ha, 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 ha. I see. So, spooky kooky ooky. Definitely spooky kooky ooky. And that's, I mean, there was, what, a two-month pause where nothing happened? There was a, yeah. I mean, like, nothing's happened since. But it was just, yeah. And then, well, the first time with the with the dog in the car, there was scratching going on in the, in the car. Then two mm-hmm. months later... This happened. So, could it be connected? Could this spirit just be following this person around? Or are these two separate occasions, two separate spirits? The world may never know. Mm hmm. Huh. Yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> on that note, it is time for my next story, I believe. Oh, yes, it is. Yay! Okay. A spirit at work is toying with me. I've decided I'm being toyed with by something at work because every time I take my break in the break room, the light goes out. Allow me to expand upon this. My break comes up today. I've got a half day, so only a 15-minute break today. I clock out, walk into the break room, and take a seat. The light promptly shut off. shuts off. The light has a motion sensor that keeps it on and will otherwise stay on for about two hours before it times out. So that light could be on all day and never go out. I lean forward, lifting my 40-ounce steel bottle off the table, and the light comes back on. I lean back and continue reading a book on my phone. About a minute later, the light goes out again. I counted the light going out five times before my break was over. After the fifth time, it stayed on. At one point, 
somewhere in between one and five, I had started laughing and said to no one in particular, I hope you understand this doesn't scare me. I find this very amusing. My last two shifts, the light was gone. The light has gone out in the break room within a minute of starting my break or lunch every time. And it only does it to me. I've asked until today. I just sat there in the dark. It's not entirely dark. There's still light coming in from the hall and the office. If the office door is open and I have nothing to be afraid of, so it doesn't bother me. I like how confident this person is. I know. <laughs> I aspire to have that confidence. Um, I briefly entertained the idea of invoking the priesthood and saying something like, if anything has any... if a, Wait, what? If anything other than a faulty fixture is causing the power to go off, then by the power of the priesthood, I command you to stop. However, that could end up being pretty stupid because if it's the same thing that turned the soap in the soap dispenser to tar, it, oh, there was a link to another story. Um, it could take that as a challenge and lash out at me. I'd rather avoid that, thanks. I don't feel the need to invoke the power of the priesthood yet. I also considered setting up my Osmo action camera on a tripod or clipping it to my apron and recording my breaks just to see if it still happens. If it does, I'll have a video of it. I think I'll start doing this. Worst case scenario, I'll have a bunch of 15 to 30 minute videos of an empty break room while I read on my break. This is almost like a child playing with the light, being mischievous. I really am amused by it, and I'm not getting any negative feelings while it happens, so I don't know if it's the soap dispenser entity messing with the lights or something else that's playing with me. I don't mind it, it's not harming me, and literally only happens to me. So whatever it is has taken a shine to me, as I typically say. And when it does happen, I don't see anyone that shouldn't be there, so I don't think it's trying to get my attention. My supervisor thinks it may be the store soap dispenser demon upset <laughs> because I kept telling people spiritual issues about the St. Benedict medals, and it doesn't like that. That may be so, but I'm not sure. And yes, I'm aware that demonic activity can appear playful at times, hence to get your guard down. That's the first experience of the week. Happy Tuesday. The end. Hmm. That is a good point, though. I mean, obviously, we read this and we think it's harmless. It's just paranormal activity happening, you know, no big deal. But that is true that they could be just acting innocent and, oh, I'm not doing anything harmful just to make them com anyone around them comfortable, break their guard down, and then they start doing the fucked up shit. This ghost is a man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble for that. And, oh, no, you're not, because it's a thousand percent true. <laughs> I back up your statement, Lily. <sighs> thousand percent. Ugh, okay, I'm like adjusting myself in this seat. This seat is not comfortable. Uh, I need to get a new work desk because this is a TV stand that I currently have all of my recording and computer equipment on. And it is very shoddy looking and it hurts my back. So I'm like arching my back to reach the microphone. This is very uncomfortable. See what I do for you guys? Do you see what I go through? Do you see through? the sacrifices we make? So much. But it's okay because we love you, boo thanks. All right. My next story is titled Dead Family Member Visiting. This was like two months ago and the day it happened was weird. 
The bathroom is right next to my room, and we have pictures and a cup on the side in there, and somehow they both flew off the side and landed in the bath. I ended up hearing the bang and was so confused, but I ended up brushing it off as wind. This is the first weird occurrence. Anyway, fast forward to a little further in the day. I think it was around 9, 10 p.m. I went to go to the toilet and randomly smelt a smoke scent. I recognized it as the scent my granddad had, as he always smoked, and he and his dad, uh, he and his house always had it. He passed away in 2018, and I remember instantly thinking of him and trying to find out where it was coming from. I couldn't figure out where at first, but it was really strong in a corner of the bathroom where we kept a chair, and weirdly, it soothed me and didn't scare me. I ended up getting up later that morning after my dad had gone to work, which was around 2.30 a.m., and the scent was gone. I don't really know if I'm overthinking, but a part of me thinks my granddad came to visit. However, I can't explain the cup and picture falling, though. We have a framed picture downstairs in the kitchen that belonged to my granddad, but I've never experienced anything other than this since he passed. I've read plenty of other stories about dead relatives visiting or calling, and I guess I just want to find out if I did experience something. The end. That's another cute one, a cute grandparent story. Yeah, it's kind of like, I think the cup falling was an attempt to get their attention. And yeah. once that that experience was kind of just shoot off as just something odd, then the mm-hmm. grandfather was like, all right, this is like the next step. Like I need to give you a more obvious sign. And clearly that was the smell. Yeah. So, no, I agree. I feel like he was like, well, you know, let's, let's try this cup. And that didn't go over well. So uh-huh. he kind of sent the smell over there or the opposite way around. I, I love when people experience the this the um the experience of smell because mm-hmm. I think when we hear or when we see something people react differently to those senses where you're more likely to get freaked out or scared. But mm-hmm. typically when someone smells something that reminds them of a loved one, it's more of like a peaceful, happier experience that's associated with it. I am seeing a pattern in that. Mm -hmm. The only time I think that the sense of smell is scary is when people smell something like sulfuric, which is usually usually related to, like, something demonic being present. But besides that, when you're smelling, like, your past loved one's cologne or um, you're smelling something flowery that maybe your grandmother wore, it just... It's 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 more you're right it's just more calming mm-hmm. I guess because it's more subtle yeah it's not as in your face and sudden one thousand percent look at us we're like detectives yeah detectives Lily and Rebecca love it all right what's your last story Lily all right my last story I don't know why I'm talking like Matthew McConaughey but I am um is called Never Stay Up Around 3 a.m. So, when I was in high school, I was always up past my bedtime to be on the internet. Same. (laughs) I don't remember what I would always do, but I'm sure I was probably reading manga or on Skype with my friends. My lights would stay off, and I would be in the dark except for the light from my laptop. I never had a problem with it, and I was scared that if I left the lights on, my parents would see it, and I would get in trouble for staying up late. One night, I was up late. I remember it was around 3 a.m. because I had school the next day and because I would stay up all the time and I wouldn't get sleepy until 4. During my late-night internet browsing, I sat on my bed with my laptop just enjoying the Skype chat with my friends. I heard a scratching on my closet door that got my attention. I didn't think much of it the first time and ignored it as I continued to chat with my friends. 
after the scratching continued, it was my dog. She is a small black Pomeranian and would sometimes get stuck in my closet if I forgot to check and make sure she wasn't in there. I decide to get up now, worried I locked her in there by accident. I get up and turn the light on. I have a fear of closets, mostly open ones. Interesting. So before I open a closet, I always make sure to turn a light on. Even if my parents would get upset, I can explain I was only letting the dog out. So I open the wooden closet door, but I see nothing. I look on the floor and see nothing but a dirt, but dirty laundry. I had a bad habit of just throwing into my closet. I was confused, but again, didn't think much. Maybe I imagined it. So I closed the doors to the closet, turned the lights off, and hopped back on my bed. I let my friends on Skype know what was going on, and they joke it's a ghost. I deny that and reassure them it's only my imagination. But the scratching began again. I grow worried and stare at the doors. I get up again, turn the lights on, and open the doors again. Nothing. Now I was paranoid. I grab my clothes from the floor and start to search for my dog, but could but couldn't find anything. I give up and close the door again. And as soon as I close the door, the scratching continues, but this time louder. I get scared and run back to my bed, leaving the lights on. I hold my laptop close to me and stare at the closet while the scratching grows louder and louder, as if an animal with large claws was begging to get out. I didn't know what to do, so I just sat and stared at the closet door as the noise continued. I wanted to run, but I was frozen and covered in sweat. I don't remember how I eventually fell asleep. When I woke up, the sound was gone, but I couldn't sleep in that room for a while. I didn't tell my parents in fear that I might get in trouble for being up late. Oh, but I never heard that sound again, and I never stay up past 2 a.m. unless I keep my lights on. The end. Anything to do with sort of scratching just automatically sends my sensors to evil, evil, evil. Yeah, not a fan of that. No. What do you, what do you think of this experience? Um, I think that there was something trying to get her attention, maybe. There could be a spirit that's drawn to the closet. But you're saying spirit. Do you think it's a malicious spirit, or do you think this is just a spirit that's looking for attention? You know, it's hard to tell. I feel like if it was a malicious spirit, more would have happened. Okay. You know, like, this would have happened more than once. But it could be, like, me and be super-duper lazy and, like, <laughs> try to be malicious, scare the shit out of her or him. Uh, but it didn't work. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of gave up and went to someone else. Yeah, he's like, I tried. Okay, on to the next. Yeah. I'm still getting paid so. for this, right, boss? Okay. On to the next haunting. <laughs> exactly. I'm only in it for the dental. <laughs> that 401k won't pay itself. Okay. All right. My last story is titled Golden Child Skipping Through Grandparents' Backyard. So I didn't read this ahead. I just saw the title and I was like, all right, this looks interesting. So this happened to me when I was around 12 and I still get absolute chills thinking about it. I was sitting in the backyard of my grandparents' house. All of my family were inside. From around the side of the house, a child began skipping past me right in front of me, probably about three meters away. This child was see-through, although had like a bubble-like appearance. It had a golden outline, and I still remember the detail of the outline between its fingers. It skipped away and slowly faded. I went back inside, very confused. I told my mom later that night before bed, and she mentioned she had many paranormal experiences in my grandparents' house. My grandparents did lose a child at a young age, so I always thought it could have been her. 
Uh huh. Another weird thing about all of this was the figure skipped in a way that was identical to my sister. She was only a child at this point, too. Could I have witnessed some sort of shadow of a memory or possibly a par- parallel universe overlapping with ours where my sister was skipping? No matter what it was, I'll never forget it. Glitch, paranormal, or a 12-year-old's brain playing trick, playing tricks on her? You decide. The end. I like that one. Mm-hmm. What do you think it was? Do you think it was a glitch, or do you think it was the spirit of the child uh, uh, who passed away? I, um, I am thinking that it may be a glitch, in my opinion, and the only reason why I may be thinking that, well, no, I think this was the, um, I think this was the spirit of the daughter that passed away, because they've had other experiences in that house. Uh-huh. Um, they didn't go into details of what those experiences were, but I'm assuming it's the daughter just still making her presence known. And the gold outline kind of gives me like an angelic sort of um, feeling. True. Like I she's didn't like pick their up guardian angels. And like she's just there, just showing her presence, but you know, still in her youth like uh, youth like image. Um, but just, you know, just living her days, you know, happy, healthy. So uh, I, I think it's a nice little story. Yeah, I think it's, I think you're right. I, I didn't even pick up on the gold outline being angelic. See, you're so smart. I'm just, just along for the ride. Every once in a while, just sometimes this thing just sparks in my brain and it's like, <laughs> Rebecca, you might have something going here. Run with it. And I run with it for as long as I can. Um, Good for you. Lily, what do you think this was? Do you do you think that what I said was accurate, or do you think it was a glitch? I, I agree. I think that only because of... I would be kind of torn if they hadn't said there were other experiences in that house. Mm-hmm. You know, if there was never anything happening in the house, I would say, okay, maybe it was the glitch in the Matrix Same. because it was skipping exactly like the author's sister. Mm-hmm. But considering the fact that there have been other experiences in the house what's one more and why not chalk it all up to the ghost of the, the girl who passed away yeah all right so on that note that concludes this episode of just ghouly things the quarantine spooky story special episode 78 thank you so much boo thanks for listening and lily what do you have to wrap us up with uh stay safe everyone please do don't do anything stupid I feel like we need to say that. Don't play with Ouija boards. Wear a mask. Stay six feet apart. The and don't three. try to communicate with demons. And yeah. We, what did don't you say? Don't invite demons into your life because <laughs> they will accept the offer. They will accept the offer. They are those people. They, they are those people that when you go to get the check, they go, oh, what's the dessert menu? And you're like, <laughs> um, I kind of wanted to go the fuck home. Yeah, right? Oh, oh my God. They did a funny bit about that on Family Guy. I'm a Family Guy connoisseur, so. I am, too. Okay. Would you rather Family Guy or South Park? Family Guy. I'm a Family Guy person, too. Not that, like, I think South Park's funny, but sometimes, like, I think that they're, like, a little too much. Like, even for me, which, like, I have a vast range of humor, and, like, I'm fucked up. But, like, sometimes they take it to a level, I'm like, who fucking thinks like that? I mean, Family Guy gets yeah. there, too, but, like, not as bad. Like, they're less raunchy. 
I like Family Guy because I really like cutaways. Like, that used to be my dream job was writing the cutaways for Family Guy. Oh, I could totally see you rock that position. Thank you. Hire us, Family Guy. Seriously. What is his name? Seth MacFarlane? Come on. Yep. Come on. Help a girl live her dream. Gee, Seth. All right. Well, Seth MacFarlane, if you're listening... As far as you are to this episode, listen up even more because we're going to tell you all our social media handles to follow us on. Follow us on Instagram at Just Bully Things Podcast. Our personal Instagrams at Rebecca Ruber and at Lily Baldessari. Twitter, JGT Podcast. Facebook like page, Just Bully Things Podcast. Facebook private group. Just Bully Things Podcast. Donate to our, oh shit, sorry, I cut you off there. Donate to our Patreon. (laughs) Just Bully Things Podcast. And if you or someone you know has a paranormal experience you'd love to share with us for our show, feel free to email us at Just Bully Things Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening, Boo Things, and we will talk to Boo tomorrow. Goodbye. Goodbye.